Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 651 of The Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, we'll be hearing from Canic Chase Drama Society all about their production of The Wizard of Oz, which is on in January. But you can also get your panto fix sooner than that as well. Go and see both. They're going to be awesome shows because Starstruck Theatre are on stage in the coming week with Aladdin. So there's something else to look forward to. Both brilliant companies, both doing great things and both exceptionally good value for the, uh, for the laughter count and the fun of music and festivities that you're going to see on stage. Plus, on top of that, we'll be having two celebs who are going to hopefully make sure that you do not fall foul of some of the nasty people out there who are trying to scam this Christmas. Barry from EastEnders, Sean Williamson, uh, will be joining us for a bit of a natter, as will Gloria Hufford, giving us loads of tips on how to make sure we don't get caught out in a scam as we're doing our Christmas shopping this year. That's all on the way on the show this week. <laughs> Having recently reigned at the Shrewsbury Poetry Slam, Priyanka Yoshi joins me now to tell me more about her world of poetry. Hello to you. Hi. How's the world of, uh, of poetry for you? It's going well. It's, um, it's been a busy return back to, to live events and to events in front of an audience, which makes a welcome change from, from Zoom. But yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a welcome return to some kind of normality. It is. I mean, you, you do need an in audience interaction with poetry, I think. And although it is a medium which can be quite lonely in itself, and, and you, you could be that voice coming out of a Zoom meeting uh, with everyone else on mute, sort of, sort of in, in awe of what's going on. So uh, the, the poetry slam world, though, there's a bit different to the, uh, the, the prose on a page. Yes, absolutely. Um, I did originally start off writing page poetry, but then since I dipped my toe into the the spoken word and live poetry scene it's just it just transforms your the way that you write as well um but also your things that you wish to express and your ideas and thoughts you can put them across in exactly the way that you intended the <laughs> reader to to understand them and to feel them which which i really find really enjoyable you can add the passion behind the, the words on that on that note page in effect you, you will you will still write most of this but i'm going to guess that in a slam there is actually a bit of improvisation that goes on too. So if you if you fluff your lines, and yes, you do have to to think on your feet, and uh, but you do I do try my best to kind of what, what I have written to try and commit to memory because again that just helps to enhance uh, my performance. But sometimes with newer poems, especially we haven't quite got them uh, down to memory, we might have a, a page or two kind of slightly hidden aside. <laughs> but for the fact it is your words. And, uh, and it's your expression. Actually, uh, it would be forgivable to, to think, hang on, I might want to swap things around a little bit. And it might be the start of a line, if you're doing something that, 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 that rhymes, uh, may change, but the end of it will stay pretty much concrete. Yeah, yeah, the basic structure is always the, the same. And I'll write a poem and then go back to it maybe a year or so later and think, actually, you know what, let me move this around and, and tinker with it. So it's always an evolving thing once it's, that's the good thing with spoken word is you can always edit kind of post having written it, whereas with, with page poetry, once it's down on in print, then you can go back to it and think, oh, I should have changed that, or I should have moved. <laughs> um, but yeah, with, with, with spoken words, you can, you do have that luxury. How many poems do you think you've got in your head at the moment then? In my head, in terms of kind of performance poems, I'd say I probably got about five or six 
kind of down committed but um a lot of them I do still read off the off the page I'm working on that but between work and the kids and, and finding time to to fit in practice it's it's a little bit tricky but getting back onto the the live uh, performance scene now is is really helping with that it's kind of forcing me to to get that practice in and I suppose you will have favourites that you want to perform each time, but it will be a case of new material and expression of the moment. Uh, we've had nothing but material for uh, for poetry over the last two years. So, uh, you know, it, it gives you the opportunity to almost be uh, the, the likes of uh, a, a satirical reflection on life through the words that you're bringing to the stage. Yeah, I mean, lockdown, homeschool, um, cooking, just I felt like I never left the kitchen. So there was lots of... Uh, lots of aspects of life which became very different from from the everyday which which gave a lot of uh, good material for for some new work so yeah i did i did manage to, to be quite productive over the last couple of years which has been good and, and i feel in the same way that if you go to see a, a radio drama recording actually having the script in front of you is part of the uh, the challenge and the performance because it, it almost says you know i am bringing you something here which is, is a hard fact of, of, of poetry, even though the poetry should never be hard facts. But you know what I mean? It, it, it is almost like it is crafted. I'm bringing this from a stone tablet right, in the days of your... It's basically like any kind of performance art. You want to set a scene, you want to create a mood. So using language to do that is, is one thing, but then also your tone of voice, body movement, uh, pauses, sometimes what you don't say has more of an impact than, than what you actually do say. So it, it's nice to be able to combine those two worlds together. You can't put facial expression on that page. It is something that comes from you each time before. And again, that will be very different depending on how you're reacting with the audience you have at the time, I'm going to guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, with certain um, audiences, we'll, we'll kind of relate to certain types of poetry or certain subject matters. Um, and uh, obviously some... Uh, subject matters are not always like family appropriate so you, you tend not to avoid doing those poems in that situation so it's just reading the room and then seeing what's gonna what's gonna go down well with things like poetry slams you don't really know who who the judges are what their tastes are their, their personalities so it really is is luck of the draw so I, I was fortunate to to to, to win at Shrewsbury, I was really, really pleased. Yeah. Well, a, a good judge will see your talent, uh, even if it is a subject they may disagree with or otherwise. So, uh, you know, that uh, is, is part of it. It shows that you've done a brilliant job uh, in, in this particular slam, and many more may uh, have success with too. Now, can we push you for a, a poem now? And I don't mind whether you read it or whether it comes from your mind. Yeah, um, I will read. I have it with me in print, but I will. <laughs> We like, we like, I like that. As I say, I like the idea of you, you taking something that's flat and making it very three-dimensional. So this uh, poem I'd like to show I wrote over lockdown uh, and it's called um, Like Water. I remember a time when I was once like water, powerful, fluid and free, and then we fell into this hole. Parts of me sprinkled down like droplets onto a pillowy mound of multi-grain milled gold. Irreversibly changed in shape, unable to escape, the fingers of time began to swirl, coalesced myself with seven grains, chef, teacher and maid, entertainer, safe space, playmate and 24-hour snack bitch. But I'm still water, binding these grains together now a multi-grain, multitasking masterpiece. 
In this sticky melange of life's new normal, where pangs of guilt hit me like fists and not good enoughs will need me into submission. So I continue to bend, adapt myself and mold because henceforth normal's definitely on hold. Being chapati flour isn't such a bad thing because even the most humblest of dishes can offer tastes of the divine if prepared with gratitude and love. I'm around, rolled in a symbol of trust and in the heat of this kitchen, I undergo my own transformation. Lay myself down and engineer my own recreation in like a brown moon with her scars and imperfections, I will always arise. Wholesome brown soul food for two hungry bellies, hearts and minds. Thank you. Excellent. And it's, it's, it's that you know, personality as well that comes across. You can tell it's from you. And I think that that is the joy of, you know, like a mini slam here, uh, but the real thing in front of a, a, an audience and, the, and, and how that magic works. And I think poetry is so powerful. And it's, it's a, one of the best ways of expressing thoughts and, and experiences that uh, it really does bring home to people what's going on. Now, you'll be at many more events as we head through 2022, I am sure. So how do people find out about you, your work, and uh, you know, pick up what's, what's going on in your world? Uh, so I do keep my Instagram regularly updated. So it's um, Priyanka, Priyanka's writings on Instagram. Um, coming up, I have um, a headline event at the Cafe Grand Slam, which is in Dudley, that's on the 16th of December. Um, and then also I'm performing at Country Voices on the 18th of December, uh, which is in Ironbridge. So a few events coming up before the end of the year. And then uh, I'll be performing as part of the um, Punjabi Women's Writing Group at Wolverhampton Literature Festival in the new year. Mm. Um, we'll be having an event at the Wolverhampton Library on the 29th of January, which we're really looking forward to. And that's part of the Offsite 9 project in conjunction with Black Country Arts, which, which is really exciting. OK, so that's a lot to look forward to there. That's going to be absolutely brilliant. So check out all of that and make sure you follow Priyanka Yoshi and look out for this night. I mean, I, I say you're going to go from strength to strength and I can see many more slam wins on the way. Thank you. Thank you so much. The Wizard of Oz is being brought to life by the Canic Chase Drama Society from the 20th through to the 23rd of January 2022. And I'm joined now by some of their gang. Hello. Hello. Right, so first up, Julie, tell us a bit about what's going on here. Thank you. So I'm Julie, I'm the director of the show, mm -hmm. and I'm also, of course, as normal, the wicked villain, you wicked do, witch you, of the you West. You don't like to be evil, don't you? I do, I do. I've done all the other parts, all the soppy parts, but you get more of a reaction as a villain. This lot won't agree with that, but it is the truth. So I really do enjoy being the villain and bringing it together. It's a fantastic uh, musical pantomime. It's a bespoke script that's been written for us mm -hmm. by one of our members who is also a professional actor. Mm -hmm. And it's the first show, obviously, that we've done post-pandemic. So it's been wonderful wonderful to get back together. Mm -hmm. It's also been wonderful that we've been able to recruit new people and um, we are thoroughly enjoying it. We're hoping that we get those people sitting on their seats because mm -hmm. they are expensive, these shows are. Absolutely, it's not a cheap thing to put together. And you've not. got the wonderful Prince of Wales to perform all of this in. We have indeed, and we're looking forward to actually performing it. And we must also say thank you to our sponsor, Craig Watts, because as I've just said, it's very expensive. But these wonderful 
wonderful people are all supporting me in moving it forwards as one of the best shows we've done for a while. Absolutely, and uh, we were sort of following guidelines. We're a good distance away from here. I lateral flow tested before I turned up, and it's it's all about being safe as well as everything else. It isn't is, it? and that's why you can see is making sure that we've all got our masks on. <laughs> we're preventing any risks because what we don't want at the end of the day, having done all these rehearsals, is to not be able to put it on. Yes, yeah, some are masked, one of them's muzzled, but we'll come back to that <laughs> in a bit. Right, let's work our way down the line with some introductions, please. I'll okay. let you be our guide. Well, I would like to introduce Dorothy. Dorothy, will you step forward? So, Dorothy, what's, so, your, what's your real name, please? Um, I'm Becky. Hi, Becky. Hi. And obviously, an important part, and you have to work with animals, and I don't just mean the rest of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they can, they can be animals sometimes, but, um, yeah, I have two special little doggies that I'm working with as Toto, and they're fantastic. And some amazing songs. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Are you, are you up for this? Are you really looking forward to it? I am. I'm genuinely so happy about it. I'm really looking forward to it. That's cool. It's going to be great. And uh, yes, yeah, so you get to explore the Emerald City and beyond. So that's going to be fantastic. Okay. And who's next then? Who are we going to? Who, we've met. We've met really the star, haven't we? So we have met the star. So we need to move on to her first friend. Oh, we have friends. Okay. Now, oh, yeah. I've already got to guess yeah. who's who. Okay, <laughs> step forward, Scarecrow. It's got to be Scarecrow. Then, sort of scarecrow. I had to be Scarecrow, didn't I? <laughs> I took a test before I came as well. Really? I'm not pregnant. That's no, all right um, then. <laughs> okay, full introduction, please. My name's Chris, and um, like Julie said, I'm playing the Scarecrow. Uh, so, uh, get typecasting once more? Absolutely, yeah, they keep dragging me out. If you uh, look behind uh, me, all these guys here, the average age is about 20. <laughs> so, uh, I feel like the old man this year, but never mind. And you've got to do pratfalls as well? Yes, absolutely. This could potentially be... Have you got them well insured? Yeah. Yes. Every <laughs> limb is insured. <laughs> Every limb. That's so, okay. yeah, yeah. But it's so going to be a great show. It's going it to be is. Fun. And, and, and you get to have some fun with it as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's, it's really good fun, you know. But, um, but these guys, we've got loads of different things, a bit of slapstick and all that sort of stuff in it. So, uh, but these guys are a bit new to it, so we're sort of leading the way with them and that. So it's, uh, it's going to be really good. Yeah, that's going to be great. OK, who are we going to meet next? We're Another friend, potentially? Next friend, Tin Man. Uh, now, now, again, <laughs> I, would have, I would have guessed Tin Man. Uh, and, and the mask kind of you know, helps, helps that look as well, doesn't it, there? <laughs> Name, please. Uh, I'm Finn, and I'm playing the Tin Man. And uh, again, uh, this is going to be interesting because you have to not have uh, a heart pretty much the whole time. I don't anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a shame. Uh, but it's, uh, it's something you're looking forward to, and again, for, for, you've shown us a few moves already. But this is going to be a bit of a test, isn't it? Yeah, uh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, a lot of the dancers. Like, you know, moving the knees and stuff, but I can't be doing that. I've got to be all rusted up. So it's like hard trying to articulate myself in that kind of uh, character. You're going to have an amazing director, I'm pretty much uh, telling yeah, you that. Yeah. So that will help too. Okay, so we've got, uh, I mean, we've met the Tin Man, we've met uh, Scarecrow, which means we're looking for a lion next. We are indeed. So uh, step forward, please. You are. I'm Becky. Hi, Becky. I'm playing the coded lion. And uh, looking for a bit of courage. And uh, is it something you need going into this or are you ready for it? I need a lot of courage going into it. <laughs> <laughs> but of all of the people on stage, it is the winter months and you're going to be the warmest. Yeah, that's true. So that's, that's, that's a good start already. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, all of you have got big shoes to fill in the roles that you're going to take. And it is, is The Wizard of Oz one of your favourites? 
Yeah, it's a really good one. We're all enjoying being part of it anyway. Okay, so we've, we've, we've got the main set who are going to be down that yellow brick road, but where are we going to go We're next? We're going to go, I obviously have somebody who has to compete with me, otherwise there would not be any good magic in the day. Mm. <laughs> Hi. So I'm Lauren and I'm playing Glinda, but I also have the pleasure of choreographing the show. So putting together all the dances, which has been amazing. And um, just we've got a really good set of dancers as well, some speciality, some ensemble. They're a really good bunch that we've got in, especially for this one where it's our new written script. Yeah. So it's going to be amazing. And, and that must be good fun to, to take something completely different, even yeah. though we know the story, and, and, yeah. and get to explore it through movement. Definitely. As a musical pantomime version, it's been really, really good. So we've got some really big dances that we've got as well. So great. So they're so, working you hard. Yeah. And I'm not dancing, which is weird, but it's my first uh, female pantomime role. I'm normally a boy, so <laughs> it's going to be interesting. But so good. Changing your principles this yeah, year, which is the it. way we like it. <laughs> OK, it. so we, we've, good, we've done good. We've got bad. We've got we've uh, explorers. We've got city. Yes. And uh, there, there must be a wizard in there somewhere. Really? Uh, and, and somebody who... Change of role. Yeah, it's I know. Quite dramatically. It is, yes. You're not wearing a frock. Oh, no, I, I, actually, I, I don't normally wear a flock unless it's pantomime, but uh, it's going to be quite strange, this, uh, actually walking on in trousers. But, ah, but you still get to be someone you're not, which I think is hopefully not spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the show before. Oh, yes, I, you could say I'm a split personality. <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. But is green your colour? It is now. <laughs> <laughs> and again, this is going to be a big part because you, you are going to have a bit of voice changing in there. You're going to have a massive set that's got to be part of you, effectively. Yes, and uh, we've already started getting the voice ready. It, it takes that length of time. Is the mask helping? Because it's a bit Darth Vader the way you're breathing at the moment. I, I didn't realise I'd got one on, sorry. But, um, <laughs> no, we've already started with the, uh, the voice... And it's going to sound, hopefully, terrifying. Well, I mean, you're always such a nice fella. Uh, so let's see how you do terrifying on the night. We won't ask you to test it yet, because it's something you've got to build up to. You've got till the early part of next year to make sure you are horrific in the role. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> and, and that means you've got one more person we've for me to meet. two people left. Oh, two. Hang on, I'm lost. I, missed, I, 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 didn't, I forgot people. I missed one over here. So we have Miss Gulch, who is... I think one of the famous characters in the show that turns into the Wicked Witch. Mm -hmm. and, and, and a cycling role for you? A cycling role for me, yes. It's going to be very challenging. But a, a, let's, it, you know, a test let's just on a stage. test, yes. So we'll just see. Yeah. See what happens. Cycling indoors is weird, though, cycling isn't it? Cycling indoors in a small space is going to be very interesting. Yeah. There we are. Let's hope we're insured. Are we insured? Yeah. We're insured. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That, that is all good. That's absolutely Pub fine. Public liability <laughs> is your friend. Just got to watch out for the camber of the Prince of Wales. Stage. That's the only yeah, thing you've got to watch out for. It'll be great. Just It'll be wonderful. Imagine a hill start and then yeah. try and work it out from there. Perfect. You'll be fantastic. Yeah. I know that. And again, a little bit of evil you've got to project there. And it's so hard because I'm such a lovely person. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> Which means I, I, know, I now just have that. We'll move swiftly on. So I now just have the, the one person who I missed a little while ago to, to it'd be introduced. Thank so you. come, come and join you. us. So, this is the lovely Auntie M, who, from the story, is the equivalent of Galinda in the first part. Yes, oh. and I'm Helen. Um, as well as being Auntie M, um, I'm also a musical director, so I've had 
the pleasure of teaching everyone songs. Mm-hmm. Um, the wonderful... The thing is, you know, because of the mask, we can't tell how serious she was about that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I was very sincere. No, the songs are fantastic. Um, we've got some that have been specially... Um, Adapted for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Some really lovely, gentle songs, some really exciting songs. um, But songs that we know as well. And songs that will be well known by people, yes, as Mm -hmm. well. As well as a couple that might be a bit um, new to. We're not not throwing any Katy Perry in, though. We're not saying anything like that. Oh, Oh, well. Come on. Put the one that you think about with Katy Perry in a Okay, we'll, we'll see how that yes. goes. I like, I like guessing, it's always fun guessing. I'm terrible with Christmas presents as well, if it's any consolation. So this is the show, as we said, it is at the 20th to the 23rd of January, 2022. Uh, do you want to do the line on tickets? I'll let you do the, t- the ticket. I will do the ticket line. So we are very keen to get people to come and see us after all this work. So please go to www.cannockchasedrama.co.uk to book your tickets. We really do want to welcome you there and hope you enjoy the show. And you can also telephone the Prince of Wales Theatre, but the www.cannockchasedrama.co.uk is the one we would prefer you to use. Okay, take that option, uh, do that, get your tickets. Uh, We have uh, 7.30 on Thursday and Friday, the 20th and 21st, a 2.30 and a 7.30 on Saturday, the 22nd, and a matinee only on Sunday, the 23rd, because this lot will be in the pub shortly afterwards trying to get makeup. (laughs) better places they never thought they could get makeup before so have a brilliant time break a leg be courageous uh, have a heart and uh, what's the other one i'm looking for Uh, brains yeah see that (laughs) see if you can work all of that out and and enjoy your time as part of the wisdom of us they are absolutely fantastic i've seen them on stage before i will hopefully be doing so again and you can enjoy the return of panto to the uh, the wonderful world of canning chase drama thank you all thank you He's behind you, is the cry at many a panto, but who is behind your online purchases? We need to make sure that we're being kept safe as we do our Christmas shopping this year. So tell us all. I'm joined now by pantomime villain and all-round lovely bloke, actually, Sean Williamson, of course, also Star of EastEnders, and Ed Fisher, Head of Fraud at the Nationwide Building Society. Good afternoon to you both. Hello, Jason. Hello. I hope this new train doesn't take off or it'll be he's two metres behind you. That, yeah, that, this is going to be a weird Christmas, potentially, isn't it? So let's, <laughs> fingers crossed, avoid yeah, too many nasties everything. like that. But uh, when it comes down to our Christmas shopping, I mean, you're not the only villain who's going to be on stage this year. No, this is it. You know, unfortunately, they're they're, they're out there. We know that um, the Nationwide Building Society have done this survey because obviously they want to look after their customers like any good building society. And of course, the the, the figures are interesting. There's 42% of people who actively worry about this, which is good because they're the ones who who are going to be careful. Mm -hmm. But 35% of people still think it just won't happen to them. but 47% of people know someone it's happened to. I mean, my own hatred of these people stems from phone calls my mum used to get. She had dementia it used to worry her sick, you know? Mm-hmm. So I hate these people with a passion. But today we're talking about online stuff. Um, and uh, I- I've been very lucky. But here's a weird one. I thought I might have needed Skype for today, right? I don't mm-hmm. think I do for this press day. But bear with me. I couldn't remember the password because I used it a lot 18 months ago. So my wife changed it on a Microsoft account, went back to an old password. Then we remember why we changed it, because we instantly started getting emails saying, I've been watching dodgy videos, pay up or we'll expose you. And they tried to take £600 out of the bank. Boom. 
Yeah, and, and it's so easy to end up with your information in the wrong place. And it's not even about the product that you buy sometimes. It's about the information no. that they harvest. And it, uh, the other scary bit is it's, uh, the younger people, 16 through 24, are the ones who are often being caught out here because they've grown up with the internet and therefore are not as wary as those of us who are, Sean, are a little more senior in years. Well, this is it. This is it. That they, they, uh, the, the survey found that the most vulnerable people are obviously older people because they struggle with technology and, you know, they're vulnerable often if they're living on their own. And, and that, that is that is awful. But yeah, as you say, it's the young. They're so tech savvy sometimes. I think they, they think it won't happen to them as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, so, so, you know, yeah. You're right. Everyone's just just got to be on their toes. You know, some of the stories I've done my homework for today, they're just awful. They're just awful. I mean, we've seen the funny ones in the newspapers where people think they're ordering a sofa and it's a doll's house sofa. And maybe they can laugh about it in retrospect. But some people lose their life savings, you know. Yeah, it, it is that serious. And Edward, when it comes down to the way in which banking works, again, you've got the 16 through 24 year olds who may think they know exactly what they're doing. But the, yeah, unless you are being careful, you can easily get caught out. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that stat that, that Sean quoted, you know, so 35 percent of people think it will happen to them with your younger generations. That, that's up to 49 percent. You know, so they're, they're really they really don't think it's going to happen. Perhaps, perhaps because they're so confident about the technology they're using. But it's that caution. It's, it's just like Sean was saying, it's just being careful, really, because if you're going to buy something, don't dive in. You know, do a little bit of research. It only takes a few minutes. It's going off site, as we call it. You know, don't, don't read the stuff that's on the website. Go somewhere else. There'll be a footprint. There'll be something else out there that will tell you that that company you're dealing with is genuine. It might be a knockdown item. It might be that toy that's you know, sold out everywhere. If it kind of seems too good to be true or suddenly it's available and it's not available anywhere else, just do that bit of homework because you will find a footprint for a genuine company. Yeah, and they say there will be something there because I mean it could be it is genuine and you wouldn't want to actually miss out. But don't always take these things at absolute face value. Absolutely. Uh, it's a bit like Sean with his acting. You know, we we have a Sean, we have a villain Sean, and it's knowing which one you want to deal with, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The the other thing we also say is think about the way you're paying. Think about the way you're paying because if you can pay by card, if you can pay by a secure app like PayPal or one of the well-known ones, that's going to give you protection. If something does go wrong, then there's something you can easily do to go and get that protection. It's when the sellers say they want to go outside of those methods. You know, you might be buying something privately and, you know, even a private seller, they're probably going to have a PayPal account. You know, so it's like we say, it doesn't mean they're a criminal. You can be really, really careful because if you're going to send money electronically, that's when it gets risky. And that's when you've got to be careful that you know exactly who you're dealing with. So it is one to, to think about. Make sure you, you, you're not getting caught. And uh, HTTPS is, again, another important thing to look for on a website when you're actually there because you know it's secure. You never put your details into something which hasn't got that S at the start of the, uh, the, the web address. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't know the brand, do your homework. There's lots of stuff online. You can go on our site. You can go on nationwide.co.uk. At the bottom of the screen, there's a, there's a fraud and security link. There's lots of advice on there. There's websites like Take5. There's websites like Action Fraud in the industry. You can have a little read. You can spend five, ten minutes before you make that purchase and you can make sure you are protected. And Sean, obviously, we know that you've been being sensible to make sure you don't get caught out. Uh, but it's a, it, it is, again, it's, it's down to the sort of the nature of these emails that come through. And so you, you had stuff threatening uh, to take cash from you if they, you didn't uh, pay up to avoid people sharing things that you just quite simply didn't look at online. But others may get caught out because they're not sure where they've gone and, and what ends up on their machine. Yeah, it, it's it, it's a shame because this this sort of shatters people's trust. This sort of thing, and it, it is tragic, really. But it's just a, a modern curse. Technology gives and it takes. So you know, people have just got to be on their toes. And as Ed says, you know, just just you try and use a secure site. If somebody wants you to put a thousand pounds in an envelope and send it to them, 
then you know what why aren't they using a tried and test and tested you know card system you know a grand in an envelope just don't do it do you know what i mean if you're sending a bank transfer i just wouldn't send one unless i knew the person or, or if it's not too far away go to their house view the product and then press send you know mm-hmm. yeah so you know, you're for one of these websites where it is uh, a uh, uh, it could be a genuine sales site uh, but uh, you never know quite whether the person at the other side is actually going to be honest and decent. Yeah, as you say, go to the house. You're probably going to go there to collect it and, and offer to do do the payment on the doorstep. You can do it from your phone these days. Yeah, and this is the problem, as you say. A lot of these websites look great. People often go by... Um, uh, uh, 50% of people purchase an item based on reviews. Well, we know that with restaurants and pubs, you know, anyone could put a review on. You could get your best mate to put a review on. So just try and do your homework about that website it's not always easy but really look into it and, and make sure that it's not a dodgy one you know a, fr- a friend of mine hired a a, 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 a camper van to go touring uh, two days before they couldn't get hold of the company they'd sent them the money uh, the, the company was using some uh, another firm's photos and mm. had a virtual office you know it didn't exist they were lucky they got their money back because they paid through their bank card but just be careful yeah, and then even if you do get that money back, it's obviously you've got the you've got the time and the effort to do it. So don't get caught out, but do use things like your bank card, debit card, credit card, or the, uh, as Edward was saying, the apps to make sure that we're kept safe. Edward, give us the details again on where we can go to find out more information through your fraud prevention team. Yeah, absolutely. So this has got a really good website. So there's our own, there's nationwide.co.uk at the bottom. You can scroll down to the bottom of the page. There's a fraud and security link right at the bottom of the page. You can go and read. You can read about every type of scam, to be honest. I mean, purchase scams is what we're worried about now. But there's loads of advice and there's loads of top tips. There's action fraud and there's also take five. So check those details out there. And Sean, uh, where are you going to be uh, deceiving people by being horrible over Christmas as a villain? I- I'm at the Bournemouth Pavilion in, in the further adventures of Peter Pan and, and Captain Hook. Uh, uh, it, it's a lovely town and a lovely show so if anyone wants to come yeah, uh, just fancy, contact the box office yeah if you fancy a trip to the seaside that's the place to go and see you in Panto at the same time it sounds like a deal doesn't it definitely we look forward to seeing you well Sean Williamson EastEnders star Panto villain and so much more besides fantastic singer he's a really nice bloke and also <laughs> Edward Fisher from Nationwide thank you for joining us thank thanks you. Jason Starstruck Theatre are bringing a lad into the stage at the Dawnston Mill Theatre from the 15th through to the 19th of December. One of those people who is always a star in any of their productions is Vicky Ball, who joins me now. Hello. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm getting by. Long time no see. I know, I know. I think with the pandemic, I think we've all kind of gone into hibernation. It did spoil things a little bit. Fingers crossed we don't have any further major, major issues, but Panto is on. And this Wednesday, it all begins to happen. The Dunstan Theatre is absolutely an amazing place to perform. And uh, you're going to be filling that stage with fun, merriment and festivities. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And it is a fantastic venue. Um, Ticket sales have gone really well. There are still some tickets left, but hopefully we'll get to see loads of faces looking back at us, which is a first for the last few years. Yeah, it's going to be good to get back into it. So, so whom are you in the show? I play Princess Jasmine. Um, so, obviously, if you're familiar with Aladdin, that is uh, the princess that Aladdin is falling in love with and is not allowed to look at or be with until he becomes a rich prince. So I think that's quite a privilege for me, considering 
I, I've never really played such a lady, so there we go. I'm looking you, I think you were born to. I think it's just that you hadn't had it offered yet. You're waiting for that role to come along, so it's going to be good fun. But you have got an amazing cast and some brilliant comedy in there as well, and this is what it's about. It's having a bit of a laugh, which we desperately need. Oh, yeah, definitely. We've got a really, really good cast. I'm, I'm lucky enough to, to play alongside a lot of people I have done in the past as well. So we've got um, Richard Probert, who's playing the dame. He's got an amazing voice, and I... I think this has brought out a side to him that uh, I've never seen before. He's <laughs> Widow Twanky, and uh, he's been Widow Twanky throughout rehearsals as well, which is really exciting to see. It's brilliant. So that's good. And uh, I, I know that uh, Ashley Miles Wilkes is in there too. He is, yes, he is. And that's and that, that we're very privileged to have that as well because he's normally shouting directions to us from another side. Yeah, because so... he stood acting so much over these. He was, he was a child actor and did a load of tennis <laughs> stuff as well. So it's, it's good to have him back on stage, isn't it? And it's nice for us to see that in him as well, to be honest, because uh, a lot of us have only known him as a director. So me personally, I've never been uh, playing alongside him and it's really nice in that way. So that's going to be good. And so there's there's a lot of fun to be had and uh, a script which is going to literally split a few sides. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, I am, I'm always laughing at rehearsals. I hear the same jokes, obviously, but to me, they're, they're just as funny every time. I will. I, everyone laughs at me laughing, to be honest. They're really good jokes and it's a really funny script. And uh, when it comes to the music in the show as well, that was obviously is a big part of Panto. Have you got a few little classic tunes in there to get us every rock into? Definitely, definitely. There's some great music in there and it will be very familiar to everyone. Hopefully everyone can get to sing it back to us as well. We'll have some people dancing in the aisles. It'll be brilliant. And we want to see absolutely rammed full houses. I'd say your tickets are going well, but we want to make sure there's, there isn't an empty seat or uh, uh, you know, from the crying with laughter, a dry eye in the house. Yeah, we definitely don't want any empty seats. So uh, it's and it's a great panto. So it'd be nice to see a room full of people. As I say, it's been a while for us just to be on stage. So it's it's really looking forward to having a really good audience. It's nothing without a great audience. Nothing mm -hmm. we do is good without an audience. So yeah. Well, I mean, Starstruck works so hard at bringing these together. I mean, the number of shows I've seen you guys do, and and in you know, other companies as well, you've got a number of people who are, have been cross company over the years, and, yes. and that's because of the talent. You're all in high demand, aren't you? Uh, yeah, and also, I mean, we we just can't get enough. Of it. We like to we like to do as many shows as we can. So a lot of people have joined many different groups, and we'll just kind of go along and get to know new people and and share what we have with everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And it's, a, it's talent which is well worth seeing. So how do we get hold of tickets? Uh, can I just add one more thing to the oh, talent worth seeing? Go on. Uh, there are, I mean, doing Panto, we've managed to have as many of the really talented kids as we've got as well. We've had loads of talented kids in Starstruck when we did things like Oliver mm -hmm. and Little Shop of Horrors we had minimal amounts of children because of the script didn't allow it. But in Aladdin, we've managed to get all those kids back and their energy and their enthusiasm and their absolute joy in doing the panto has kept us all going as well. So it's worth it just to see those really talented kids. And yeah, so it's going to be great because basically there's going to be some parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles and siblings in the audience who are going to be cheering them on as well. So it's going to add to the atmosphere even further. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so yeah. where do we get tickets on them? So you can get tickets still from ct.co.uk um, forward slash Aladdin. Is that right? That I sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> about right. 
Yes, look on CT, look for Star Trek Theatre, and you should be able to find the Aladdin link there. And of course, you're all over the socials as well, and there will be links on there too. Yes, that's right. So check out Starstruck Theatre and uh, make sure it's like an, an orangey star uh, that looks like a strike at any moment. So I think that gives the game away as to which one you're looking for. And uh, it is going to be amazing. I know that. And it's, it's a lovely theatre and the parking's easy and convenient. So you've got it all, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. Parking is literally right next to the venue. So. Yeah, and bring a festive face mask as well. Bring a festive face mask, yeah. Although we're all still there, we are wearing face masks. That's the way to do it. Well, yeah. Vicky Ball, uh, Princess Jasmine, as I think I'll always think of you going forward now, because uh, uh, <laughs> you become the role whenever we see you on stage. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, Jason. That was really kind, and thank you for having me. Last-minute Christmas shopping could leave us vulnerable to panic buying and not buying from a good source. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Gloria Honeyford. Good afternoon. Very nice to be with you, I have to say. Good to have you along. And obviously, we're getting ourselves ready for Christmas. And it can be difficult if we're looking for that must-have present. If we see something that could be too good to be true because there is stock where nobody else has it, then actually we could be about to fall victim to fraud. Well, there's a lot of pressure this year, isn't there? Because we see reports all the time about shortages. Sometimes there's shortages of food, sometimes there's shortages of toys, particularly at Christmas time, or just things that you want to buy for your loved ones at Christmas. And therefore, uh, I think that Lloyds Bank have done a great job in this research because they've come up with this figure, which is amazing, really, that 63% of all of us in this country, we will just take risks at Christmas that maybe ordinarily we wouldn't. And so what I want to say to you today is that we're trying to help you avoid being scammed because... The scammers are so clever. The police admit that they're ahead of the game. Mm. Um, they are everywhere. They attack everybody. It doesn't matter your age. Sometimes we tend to think of older and vulnerable people. But, but young people, of course, shop online or they're on their social media all the time. And like one of my grandsons, you know, I tried to get some ideas. And he goes, no, Glow. They call me Glow. He said, no, Glow. I only buy online all the time for my clothes. So, you know, I understand sort of how popular it is amongst young people, but here's the warning. Really, you should always pay with your credit or your debit card because within that, you have a kind of insurance policy that should anything go wrong, you'll get your money back, give or take. Um, where you get into trouble is when you do what we call on Rip Up Britain a push payment. So somebody says to you, no, no, you have to do a bank transfer, whether that's for a holiday over Christmas or after Christmas, whether that's for an item, we have to have a, a, a payment from your bank, a form of cash. So when you do that push payment in your speed and in your pressure are coming up to Christmas and you press that voluntarily, you're in big trouble really, because that doesn't exist, that item doesn't exist. If the company has gone bust, the company doesn't exist you're not really going to get your money back. And suppose you've done it voluntarily. And so I can't come back to this uh, point often enough. The best bit of advice, always, always pay with your credit or your debit card. But then a question for you, have you heard of the number 159? I haven't, no, tell me more. Right, well, it's a bit like, you know, easy to remember number like 999111. And so all the banks, apart from a few small banks, have joined the system 159. So if you think you've got a dodgy uh, link or this person isn't correct or you're really suspicious about it, just get off your computer, um, ring 159, I almost said 999, 159, 
and they will put you straight through to your bank. So it gives you that access to double check or triple check if whatever you're thinking of doing is correct. And so those are the best tips I can give you in the in the next couple of weeks coming up to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, this one five nine service, which sounds absolutely excellent, it means you know you're getting right the way through to the right person at the right time. We talked about the fact that you know sometimes you are seeing something which is too good to be true, and that's because that is the case. Effectively, as you say, if you're paying by bank transfer, you're gifting money to somebody. So who knows whether you're going to get the goods or services? Absolutely. And, and we, we, we've known for a number of years that uh, credit cards have offered us a protection. But as you say, with the debit card as well, uh, it, they've got the same sort of traceability. So they know where the money's gone to, which means it's much more likely to be a legitimate place for the, the spend to be made. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I remember one uh, case on, on Rip Up Britain where... Uh, a man wanted to take all his family on holiday because it was a big anniversary or birthday or something. And um, he was paying £12,000 to rent this villa for everybody. Mm-hmm. And the owner of the villa, which he was doing, of course, on his computer, said, look, if you send me £10,000 now through your bank, I'll give you the, the 2000 off. So, of course, we all like a bit of a bargain, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> and some of us are very selfish and just think, oh, well, that's cheaper. So we sent the money and sadly, when he got there, there wasn't a villa. The villa didn't even exist. So now he's paid £10,000, which he'll never get back. And he now has to rent another villa because all his family are standing on the tarmac or wherever they are wanting to have their holiday. So the scammers are ruthless. They are clever and they're plausible because they're so nice, particularly to older people. Mm -hmm. And they think, oh, they were lovely to talk to. So they trust them. Yeah, and, and when you are using your debit or credit card as well, there are often deals that you can get to save you some money. Uh, a lot of credit cards do cash back. Uh, I know with Lloyd's on my current account, uh, if I shop through certain partners, I will get a percentage paid back to me each month. So it's always worth checking out what your bank do. And as I say, bank, uh, banking with Lloyd's, I know there's a lot of great deals that they offer immediately. Oh, you see, now you're, you're very clever. You're very astute and you know the game. Uh, you know how to get your points off credit cards. You know how to get you know good value where, where it's legitimate. And that's really good. But what I would want to say to people is just think, just stand back a little bit and think about what you're doing. And, you know, it's not, again, the, the, this Lloyd report says that something like 21% of people said that they would buy it off the website anyway, even if there were negative reviews. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy, really. Yeah. So be careful and just have a lovely Christmas without being scammed. And, and watch out because scams will come in all sorts of forms. I mean, you've mentioned we see stuff online, we get uh, direct messages. Um, the likes of Instagram and Facebook, there are often, very often scams that will pop up on there. And I know I fell victim to one uh, for a few quid. I thought it was too good to be true. I decided to test it and I was right. It was too good to be true. I went into it knowing I was probably being scammed. But and what, what, was it, what was it actually? Oh, it, was, uh, it was for a, a small printing machine. And uh, when it turned up, it was a pair of sunglasses. Uh, they'd shipped something, <laughs> but they they didn't ship what they said they were going to and uh, so they fulfilled their end of the bargain kind of but uh, so you can get caught out like that and if a text message turns up from a completely unknown source don't click on it because not only could you end up being scammed you could end up damaging your device too which is true we, we've had some examples of people buying oh it could even be a phone charger or something like that and they've gone on fire they've been so bad mm-hmm. and so badly constructed that it could have burnt the house down you know so these deals that seem to be, oh, that's really cheap. I'll get one of those. So sometimes it can cost you a lot of money yep. in the end. And it's a, if you are looking for that in-demand gift that you can't get, whatever it happens to be for whichever age group you're working on this year, worst case scenario is wait until after Christmas and you can uh, then get it safely once it's back in stock. Better that than being scammed out your money. 
You should be in Rip Off Britain. You're very good. <laughs> well, if you've got a vacancy, let you me know on over. That'll do the job. <laughs> but uh, you know, I remember. It, it, we'll do a swap one day. Okay. No, you, 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 I, there is not enough time in your schedule. You're a very busy woman. But there we go. <laughs> uh, I know that. So we, we're thinking about all this as we head towards Christmas. It is a challenging time, and we want to make the best for our families. But as we say, it is vitally important we don't just waste our money and lose it. Yes, and the other the other advice is because um, I don't I don't buy anything online actually because I've just heard so many terrible stories. I like to feel the fabric, I like to check the quality, etc. But if I do, like occasionally for Christmas, there's a particular book that I wanted to get for somebody, and uh, you know. But my son was visiting yesterday, so I got him to do it for me. Uh, or I would take advice. I mean, the general advice is if again, if you're something that just looks too good to be true. Get advice if you're older rather than younger from the, somebody in your family or ring the company or get in touch with the company to say, is this legit? There are many ways and 159. Absolutely. Yeah. 159 is the way to do it. Also, when you're on a website, look for HTTPS. If it hasn't got the S on the what end. What does that it's, mean? It means it's a secure website. So if you go to one without the S on, then uh, it's it, you definitely don't want to be putting your payment details into that. Goodness, you're clued up, aren't you? I do my best. So where can we go for more information on this report from Lloyds Bank? Well, in fact, you can go to lloydsbank.com and you look for the help and support pages and you've got all the information there. A lot of good facts and figures, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I wish everybody was aware as you are because you are clued up. We have to do our best. We have to try and avoid being caught out. And if in doubt, don't do it. I think that's always a good moral, isn't it? Correct. And have a lovely Christmas, despite everything we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. uh, I hope you have a lovely time. And you too. Have a brilliant one. And I look forward to speaking Thank to you, you in much. 2022. I hope so. Okay, bye-bye now. Well, that's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 652 next week. See you then. Good for now. Goodbye from the mill bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.